Inside the Castle, the podcast that goes behind castle doors to have real conversations with real people about solving the nation's toughest challenges. I'm one of your hosts for today, Angela Fryermuth. And I'm Aaron Schneider. Today we have Mr. Jeff Kelly, who's a lock and dam equipment mechanics supervisor on the Ohio River at the Smithland Lock and Dam. Jeff, thanks for joining us today. And no problem. Thanks for having me. So, Jeff, there's a lot of unique careers with the Army Corps of Engineers, and our Inside the Castle team wants to really shine that spotlight on, on some of these different careers. Um, so this is a new series for us. So you're the first up, our, our guinea pig, I guess. And this is uh, the series about a day in the life of. So today we really want to learn more about what it's like for you to work out um, one of the Corps' locks and dams. And, and to start us off, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself, how you started your career with the Corps, and what your background is? Sure. I started... Uh... Started back in 1987, started working at Lock and Dam 52 as a laborer and worked my way up to uh, work leader there. Worked there for 25 years and then got a transfer to Smithland Lock and Dam as a work leader also. Worked there for a couple of years as a work leader, promoted up to the lockmaster or equipment mechanic supervisor and have been here doing that job since 2012. Kind of my background, uh, my dad was also the lockmaster here at Smithland Lock and Dam, and my grandpa also worked on the Kentucky River for Corps of Engineers, so it's a family tradition, I guess. Sounds like it. I know uh, I've had the pleasure of visiting multiple Corps Lock and Dams and seeing firsthand the effort that goes into operating and maintaining uh, those critical infrastructures. So for those listening that that have not been to a Lock and Dam, can you briefly describe, you know, a Lock and Dam and you just talk about your typical day? Sure. We're here for the movement of traffic. We uh, keep the inland waterway running and keep the towboats moving up and down the river. We have two 1,200-foot, 110-foot-wide locking chambers that we use for locking the tows and vessels up and down. We have 11 tainter gates that are used for control of the water levels to keep uh, keep a navigable pool upriver from us. And then we have a dam below us at Olmstead that does the same thing on our lower end, keeps a it's uh, basically like a, a stair step that the, the boats run in. They go from one level to another, provided by the locks and dams. And every day is different. You never know what you're going to get into when you walk in the door. It could be, uh, you know, a hydraulic failure or a, a boat accident. There's, it's a different world every day. Definitely sounds interesting, and it sounds a little bit loud, too. So, I mean, I can hear the background noise. Obviously, you know, you're not doing this from a, a, an office somewhere. You're you're doing this right from the lock and dam. And, you know, so we, we hear some noises. It sounds like I heard a horn before. And, and, you know, what are some of those those noises that we're hearing? And then what, what do you guys do when things go wrong? How do you respond to, to fix things and, and keep things up and running? Well, uh, a lot of the noise you're hearing is, Hydraulic pumps that are actually located right underneath me in the basement of the building I'm sitting in. And when we're locking boats, they're they're making noise. So when they're making noise, we're busy. And we have a crew of uh, 15 plus myself here. We work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We lock boats, and then if there's any kind of breakdown, maintenance issue, we we have we call people in. They they come in all hours of the night if needed and make the repairs as best we can. Sometimes it uh, is a matter of shutting down for a little while to get parts in, and is you never know. It's a lot of uh, 
a lot of unknowns, but we just try to keep the place running 24 hours a day. Yeah, it sounds like you never have a dull moment, and uh, you definitely keep keep running. So speaking of running, uh, how do you guys keep up with everything? It seems like there's a lot of moving pieces. There's a total of 16 people at work here. Usually on any, any given day, there's uh, two lock operators that are on the wall 24 hours a day. They, they work 12-hour shifts, so they swap every uh, 12 hours. We have enough of those to rotate through that everybody gets you know their time off. They work 80 hours a pay period. And then our uh, maintenance personnel, we have three mechanics and a work leader and myself that are on the maintenance side, and we, you know, we're we're here for either eight or ten hours a day. Uh, always try to be available. Somebody's always available to to come in and and make repairs. Off times, you know, when not actually at work, so we're kind of on call to uh, keep the place running. That's the main mission, you know, is to keep traffic moving safely and efficiently. You know, talking about the traffic, one question I have for you is really how much traffic do you get? I mean, is this like you get a, a, a boat that comes through every 10 minutes or is it, a, you know, 10 a day or 100 a day? Like, you know, what's the magnitude of the traffic you see and also any idea of the amount of quantity of materials that are, are being moved through the system? Sure. We're, uh, every day is different, you know, but we'll probably average 12 to 16 toes locking a day and... Let's see, in 2019, we locked uh, 56 million tons, and uh, the year before that, in 2018, it was almost 63 million tons. So, and that's just the uh, the loaded barges. That doesn't count the empty barges. So as far as how many barges we we locked, it's, it's tremendous. You, talk, you talked a little bit about, um, you know, the tonnage that comes through there. Um, you know, what, what kind of commodities um, are, are you seeing coming through? And, you know, why are, you know, the waterways important and how do they benefit the nation? Well, the uh, the types of commodities, uh, they fluctuate throughout the year. In the fall, we have a lot of grain, a lot of corn and wheat and beans. And then there's constant coal going up and down river. There's also fuel and then chemicals. There's a multitude of products. Uh, produce and, and different things that move up and down the river. It's much cheaper to move commodities and products by barges than it is by by rail or by truck. It's uh, one one barge will hold as much as fifty eight semi trucks. You know, it's it's amazing how much cheaper it is to, to move product like that on the on the river than it is by by road or by uh, rail too. Uh, one barge is equal to uh, 15 hopper cars of, on the rails. It's a whole lot cheaper to move it by, by the barge. Yeah, th those numbers, like, I mean, my mind can't even comprehend. I think you mentioned 63 million tons. And just to imagine the amount of traffic that keeps off of the highway systems and the truck traffic and the, the impact to our roads or even rail, I mean, it's just it's just such an impressive number to, to see the effects of the inland waterways. And, and the reality is the majority of the country and the nation really don't know that they exist. So uh, the, the nation benefits significantly from these waterways the services provide, but it, it's kind of one of those unknown jobs. And, and I'm kind of wondering a little bit for you is, you know, what, what do you love about the job? What, is there something that stands out as like, this is the best part of my job that you can share with us? Well, the, uh, the accomplishment every day, you know, at the, at the end of the day that we were able to keep the industry moving and, you know, that's helping, you know, everybody out in the country and 
probably even the world, but it's, it's keeping prices down. And, you know, the more we can move through here, it's a whole lot cheaper to go this way than it is by the road. And like you said, it keeps a lot of the traffic off the roads, saves the roadways a lot. So it's just, you know, this is by and large the cheapest way to move a lot of product. And I guess could you could you weigh in on what, what's your favorite part of the job? It's the uh, the satisfaction every day of, uh, you know, what, what we're able to do with such a small amount of people, actually, you know, when you look at it, just 16 people here and, we're able to keep this place going and, and moving, like I said, 63 million tons of cargo a couple of years ago. So that's that's pretty amazing, I think. Thanks, Jeff. You know, the flip side of this, you know, what's the biggest challenge that you face when you're doing your job? And, and really, if, if you could be the boss for a day, is there anything that you would do differently? Probably one of the biggest challenges here is, uh, even though we're one of the newer dams on the Ohio River, we're still 40 years old. And a lot of the, a lot of parts and different things that we try to repair and replace are becoming obsolete. And we could really use another, uh, another personnel or two. The more help we had, the easier things would be for everybody. There's, there's a lot of, a uh, lot of load on everybody here to try to get all of our jobs done. At the end of the day, you feel like you, you spent all day here working at the end of the day because there is a lot to get done. You know, it never seems to decrease any. It's always more challenges added to the plate. Yeah, that is for sure, yeah. Having worked with um, a bunch of the, the field site guys that work at the Lock and Dam, I uh, definitely appreciate the efforts that you've put in because it's long hours and a lot of hard work. You know, as we're sitting here talking, how I, I got to thinking about how do, uh, how do you communicate with the toes going up and down the river? Um, you know, how do you know how many, you know, barges are in the queue? Just, you know, communication to make sure you don't get uh, a bottleneck in any any location. Most of the communication is carried on with uh, marine radios. Once the tow gets within range, he can reach us and and we work out a queue and, and get them lined up. You know, since uh, times have changed since I started working here, now a lot of cell phones are used. The boats will even call us on the cell phone and, and line up a turn. We also have the uh, Loma system. It's uh, it uses a lot of internet, which is one thing we is at a premium here. But we don't have very much of it. It's a very small bandwidth, but it is very helpful. The Loma system is it, it will you can track boats all over the United States, all over the world actually. But uh, it'll tell you exactly where they are and how long it's going to be before they get here. So. It's a tool that the uh, operators use a lot to uh, find out how many boats they got coming and, and make their plans for their shift. Oh, that, that's great. So, so I, you know, another question I, I have for you is you mentioned early on when we started out that this was kind of a family tradition for you. Um, a number of your family members have, have worked up for the Corps on the locks and dams. Um, you know, thank you all for, for that for sure. But what advice would you give to a person looking to work at a lock and dam? I'll be willing to uh, do whatever's needed to to get the job done, you know, and uh, safety's a, a huge thing, but uh, we have to constantly watch out for each other and for everyone around. There's a lot to be done, and you gotta be willing to, to put out the effort to, to keep these places running. So you, know, you gotta have a good working attitude, be a self-starter, try to be uh, prepared and ready to go to work when you get here. Yeah, that is great advice. So we're, we're nearing the end of our time together, but before we end our conversation, 
I, you know, I have to ask, you know, what's the craziest thing that you've seen while working at one of the locks and dams? You know, keeping it PG-13, of course. Oh, I can keep it PG-13, no problem. Uh, <laughs> probably in my earlier career working down at Lock and Dam 52, we uh, uh, worked a lot of a lot of hours at one time. It was not unusual to go to work at you know six seven o'clock in the morning and get off at four o'clock the next day. Uh, you know, work all day, all night, and all day the next day. That was those were not fun times, but it was necessary to to get the job done, and that's what we did. So. That was probably some of the craziest times trying to stay awake after being awake for that long. And, you know, where we were working, you were a step or two away from imminent danger. So it was, uh, it was very trying, but it was also, uh, the camaraderie was, was great between all the, all the guys working. They, everybody watched out for each other and, and it's, it's been a really good, really good career. Yeah, that that that's really great, and you know, definitely appreciate that. And I think one thing that you know we probably you know take for granted too is just the difficulty and safety challenges out on the sites. So obviously, there's lots of moving pieces, uh, big equipment, um, you know, the barges coming through. So you know, safety has to be a top priority. And and you know, we we really appreciate everybody's time today, and we're we're really coming to the end now, but. Um, I just want to thank you for, for taking the time. Obviously, you've got a, a very busy job, important job, and, you know, we can hear all the work going on behind you, so we should probably let you get back to your, your crew to, to help out. But um, before we go, do you have any final thoughts um, that you'd like to share with us before we go? I really appreciate you all having me on today, and maybe uh, maybe somebody listening will understand a little bit about what we do here. It's a great place to work. It really is. The Corps of Engineers is a good family. And uh, they do take care of each other. So I appreciate that. Great. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for joining us today for this edition of Inside the Castle. We appreciate you and your insights. To our listeners, we want to hear from you, what topics are important to you, and people you're interested in hearing from. Until next time, be safe, be innovative, and be revolutionary. To provide your feedback, email us at cw.infrastructure.team at usace.army.mil. Stay tuned for additional Inside the Castle podcasts as we explore life inside the core and revolutionize civil works together.